Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like surgery. Yeah, I think that there's just going to be way more surgery this year than originally hoped for. I mean, surgery was hoped for, just not quite as much surgery. You knew that you were going to have a two-stage procedure. Yes. You didn't realize that there was going to be a stage one and a half. Yes, I didn't. (laughs) Nor did you realize that stage one was be quite so debilitating. I did not. And it wouldn't have been if it didn't require a stage one and a half. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Or part A and part B or whatever. Stage 1A and stage 1B. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. It wasn't supposed to be a 1B. It was supposed to just be a 1. Yeah. Yeah. But you had your initial metoidioplasty Mm -hmm. and the stage 1 where they just reroute everything is not healing as well as it should. Well, yeah. They reroute everything. They really do a lot because they're they're doing a vaginectomy as well mm-hmm. as a scrotoplasty. Right. And rerouting your urethra. Yes. So it's a lot. It is a lot. I'm hoping that part 1B is <laughs> not as debilitating as, you know, that, that much surgery all at once. Because your next procedure is just going to be repairing the parts that did not heal correctly yes. from the first procedure. Yes. So I have a couple of wounds that closed more like... Um, piercings. Piercings and a fistula. Yes. Which technically they are probably all fistulas, but one of them leaks. The whole point of redirecting the urethra is to be able to make it all go one direction, but right now it goes two different directions. It does. And that's no good. Correct. And then you do and, have and a- the look on the surgeon's face when when she took a look at everything was not, not pleased with the situation and wanting to fix it right away. Yes. Which was great. That is good because yeah. in addition to that, you also do have those couple places where the stitches popped, but then it the swelling had held it together until the swelling went down. And once the swelling went down, it did not heal together because it was not being held together. Yeah. So you went to the Bay Area to go see the surgeon. I did. And I probably would have done it sooner had I been able to travel, but I was not really able to travel. No, that first stage really was very debilitating for you. Yeah. The whole, as we've talked about, I'm sure, each time, the whole sitting problem or not being able to sit did not make me think, oh, let me get on an airplane or in a car and go see the surgeon. Like, there was no way I was going to be able to sit that long. The travel, the, the sitting involved in that travel was not workable. Right. But once I realized that I could do it. I I got in there, you know, I got an appointment as quickly as I could. And I'm glad I did because now I might have a surgery scheduled. You might. (laughs) But let's let's get to that in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's get to that. Because you flew out there on a Thursday afternoon. Yes. And the point of this was that you would fly there the night before. The next day, your plan was to go see our hairdresser who has moved to the Bay. Yes. And then go to the doctor and then go to Transmarch. 
Right. In San Francisco. Right. I had not considered going to Transmarch. And initially, I had made a doctor's appointment for a week later, Mm -hmm. thinking that would work because you would be back from your visit with your they friend. Mm -hmm. And I would be ready to travel. This is typically how we schedule our respective solo trips, is that one of us will watch kids while the other goes, then we trade off. Mm -hmm. But- But what happened was, as I realized I was ready to travel, mm-hmm. Vinny said, and I, I had asked you, are you going to go to any Pride things by Vinny and mm-hmm. bring like number three child, or you had considered going with your they friend, but they couldn't get time off. Right. So Vinny said, hey, can't you come here and go to TransPride with me? Can you just come here earlier? And I said, and Vinny said, maybe you can go to the doctor sooner too. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Vinny was feeling like a little isolated, I think, because they had also just had top surgery Uh and their recovery had been a little bit challenging and they had been low on spoons and not having a lot of energy to do a lot of things with a lot of people. And so having you there, I think, was really good for them, too. And they were starting to feel like, I need somebody else here who is just comfortable. Like, they have a new kind of sort of quasi-they friend who they're kind of, you know, it's still in the you are people phase. Yes. Which is a thing that we have joked about sometimes, because you once said... I don't want people around. And when we were first together, that included me. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you said, I don't want people around. And I started to go away. And you were like, no, no, not you. You're not people. Yes. <laughs> and that was like, you know, that sense of your presence is not the same kind of draining that social presence is like for introverts. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the inner circle. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Muahahaha. <laughs> 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 The same thing was happening for Vinny. Vinny had other people available, but they're people. So as Vinny was recovering, they had people available, but they're all people. And you are not people. You are their cousin. Yes. And... Yeah. And I think they were they were wanting to go to the march. And you and I have gone there for the march before, not in the last couple of years because pandemic. But I thought, well, let me see if my former work wife is available. And if they are, then I can go with Vinny to the thing. And because yeah. she would be able to come home and cover the couple of days between when you left and when I would be returning. Correct. And she was. Yeah, she was. So off I went to, I was able to move the doctor's appointment up a week. I I messaged them in the portal and said. (laughs) This is the long running gag about like which portal and whose portal and all the different portals for all the different providers. And it's just been a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Portals are a thing. And they're not magic at all. They're not even close. But at least the cake is not a lie. Correct. And cake really shouldn't be alive. But anyhow, they were easily able to move me up a week when I said I'd be there a week earlier. Could they fit me in on that Friday? Because I know that's a a day the doctor does office things. Yeah. So that was really good that you were able to get in sooner and that we were able to manage logistics with parenting and stuff, which we talked about in the past few episodes about how everything has just been logistics and more logistics. 
it and al- it always is parenting and more parenting. Yeah, so that that was really nice. That was a, a nice day for me and Vinny. We we were able to go into the city and get haircuts. And v- Vinny's been cutting their own hair for a long time, mm-hmm. not just because of pandemic, but because they're such the type of queer that people give them a terrible time. And your hair is not something that you want wrong and to be walking around with wrong. Right. And like, they have the kind of gender where it's like, there's a little bit of all the things. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm none of the things. It's a little bit of all the things. And so people will see them and clock them with the few things that they can recognize. Mm -hmm. And so a hairdresser who's mostly used to seeing AFAB type people getting girly pixie haircuts will give them a pretty little girly pixie haircut. And try to, but Vinny has very interesting hair. So yes, all the cowlicks, very, you know, a few different textures at different places is growing out of their head. Um, Yeah. So then they will go to a barber and the barber will see trans mask doodly type person Mm -hmm. and give them a doodly like a fade or, you know, men's business cut. And neither of these things is Cousin Vinny's presentation at all. Right. So, so so they've been doing it for themselves for some while just because they didn't want to deal with that. Right. And understandably so. Right. So we went to a, a barber shop and Vinny got the absolutely correct haircut. Because our trans woman hairdresser that you and I have been going to for a couple of years now mm-hmm. could see all of Cousin Vinny. Yes. And say, oh, you want the queer ass cut. Yes. And ask them that. And they said, yes, absolutely, please. And, and then they... She she clarified even. Yes. Are you okay with asymmetry? Are you okay with this length, that length, with designs or lines or... Yes. And Cousin Vinny said, yes, yes, no, yes. Mm-hmm. And hairdresser said, we will queer you up. That's right. And they did. And it was awesome. It looks great. It does look yeah, great. They're very excited now they have a hairdresser. So then we went to the doctor and mm-hmm. you waited on the phone a nice long time with us. Yes. And she came in and said, we have to fix that. Very sorry you've had to go through this. Let's fix it right away. Right. I want to get you in the next couple of weeks, the next few weeks. And off we went to get some food and go to, to Transpride. And we, we got to the park and relaxed, you know, sat here and sat there and watched so many people. Like, you know, when you and I first went and the boy marched through the trans march in his white socks. Oh my God. This kid who would not wear his shoes, it was but was on his scooter. Part of it. Yeah. He, he ran the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Which was good, because wearing him out is always good. Oh, yes. But uh, he, he was not on a scooter. We had strollers. The first time we had strollers, mm-hmm. the next time he didn't he have... I thought he had a scooter. But when he went in his socks the first time. Oh, okay. The first yeah, time. Yeah. The second time he also went in his socks, and that's what I was thinking of, oh, too. Oh, okay. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want shoes. But anyhow, the point is... It was about half of one lane of people. I don't remember how long, but everybody fit into one lane mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Because I remember we were walking along that when he walked up to that cop and the cop was like, okay, here comes a little kid. And then he reached for the cop's gun mm-hmm. and the cop was like freaking out. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's just him. <laughs> um, like, ooh, what's this? Kid has always been drawn to weapons. Yeah. But you went there this time. I went there this time, and there were so many people. And I wasn't sure how many people there were 
until I realized while we were still sitting in the park, people had started to line up. There were several blocks of two lanes filled of people. I tried to take a picture when I really realized how many people there were, but some of them had already turned the corner onto market off of Dolores mm-hmm. and some of them were downhill behind us. It's always easy to pick, take a picture behind you downhill. Mm-hmm. And I might have gotten a better picture at another point. But when we got to that point from Dolores Park up to Market and Dolores, Vinny had brought a cane, but it wasn't quite enough. And Vinny had been spent. Yeah. Uh, so we, we made our way back to the train and that was, none of that was easy. Getting back to the house was not easy. Right. Vinny overdid it. And did say they need to, they need to get a disability uh, placard so that we could, we, then we could have driven to the barber, mm-hmm. picked up some food on the way of the march, mm-hmm. driven towards the march, mm-hmm. parked somewhere halfway between where it was going to end. You know what I mean? Something, something that would have got, and then, or even like our, our hairdresser was going to do, take a, a lift or an Uber right. closer. Right. So they wouldn't have spent quite some, I think they were over excited though. I was there and we could do a thing. Yeah. And, but they really overdid themselves and it was rough getting back to the house. Yeah. Getting to the train and then getting back. Mm. And when you get to that, I mean, there is ADA access, but there's other people who have to get in the elevator because they have wheelchairs and, mm-hmm. and motorized wheelchairs are very big. And so we would walk over to the escalator. Right. Because. Mm-hmm. Vinny still perceives himself as somebody who can do that. And I think that they probably need to save. Uh, it could be just as far to walk to the elevator, okay? You yeah. Just, you know, yeah. that's a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they make their own decisions. Yeah, and do. either way, they were spent. They were spent. Which, again, you know, it's unfortunate for them, but it's a huge thing that there were that many people. And then y'all pulled off to the side and like, you're just watching people and watching people and there's still so many people and so many different types of people was the thing that you expressed to me that you were so like. There was that one person like another and that was amazing because that's a lot of people. One one of the things Vinny and I did was when we got over there, Vinny couldn't stand still without pain. So we walked up and down the sidewalk back and forth while people were still lining up Mm -hmm. and the thing wasn't moving yet because Vinny needed to be moving in order to not have pain. And uh, we walked up and down the sidewalk so we could see people and see, you know, see things. And we'd walk, you know, I think that probably might have worn them out more, but pain wears you out too. So if you can't, you know, I've had that situation where you can't stand or sit or whatever because pain mm-hmm. and movement is yeah. helpful. So they could move, but then they used up all their movement. So, Aww. but we still really were glad we got to go do that. We we couldn't find their new they friend, which is, as Vinny said, it's never been so big that you can't find the person you're looking for. Yeah. But, like, but also their they friend's phone wasn't working right. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I find that very encouraging because they, the, the organizers of Trans March did little to no publicity for it this year. Yes. They did not do any safety. news. Did, uh-huh. There was hardly any anything because safety math, which yeah. we've talked about so many times, mm-hmm. but they were still going to be there and have a presence. And it was the biggest one that we've ever seen. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Our hairdresser wasn't able to get there in time because she had to work. Right. And this is a you know new position for her. So I sent her pictures so she could feel included. Oh, that's sweet of you. And, uh, she liked that. That's good. You are sweet. And I, I did say, 
she felt, you know, sad that she was missing it, but happy that it was there and Mm -hmm. that I was sending pictures. And I said, well, we will plan that you will be here next year. Yes. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. She didn't realize when and all that kind of stuff being new, moving from here to there. Right. She didn't realize because there was no advertising, she didn't know until a few weeks before when I told her. But she had just started that job. Yeah, she couldn't try and get time off yet. So anyhow, that was pretty amazing. So that was pretty amazing. But you know, in between, you had gone to the doctor. Mm -hmm. I did. And she did say that she was not terribly pleased with how things looked at the moment and that she wanted to get you in as soon as possible to fix it. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Like, how has that gone? So she said in the next few weeks, which was a practical approach because often you'll be in a doctor's office and they're like, we want to do this right now. And they have no idea when right now is because they're not in charge of their scheduling. So she said, we'll try and get you in in the next few weeks. She said she wanted me in in the next few weeks, and that meant she was going to tell her team to get me in. Right. Which she did. So I spent the next week at Vinny's, and I didn't have any updates at all. Right. Until you came and got me, and we came home, and... I arrived on Friday, we left, we came home on Sunday, and it took until... That had been a week after your appointment that I arrived, Mm -hmm. and it took until the following Wednesday after that, so a week and a half later before they actually contacted you. Which isn't bad. I mean, no, you know, I was waiting for somebody to contact me, but I knew it wouldn't be the first week. Oh, yeah. But when they called on Wednesday, they said, how about next Wednesday? Does that work for you? Mm. And I said, sure, I will make that work. Right. When will I know that? They said, as soon as we do the things and get back to you. Right. Right. So the next day happened. Mm. And so by around, you know, late afternoon, I said to you, if nobody's called me by 3 p.m., I'm calling them to see if they have any more information. Right. Because at that point, you're six days out from your expected procedure and you don't have confirmation that you have an expected procedure. <laughs> and I'm not in the same town and I have awareness that I probably need labs and maybe something else. Right. right. And so like there's a whole like list laundry list of things that needs to happen before you can actually get this procedure and they're not going to tell you for sure to do those things until they have confirmation but there are so many moving parts on their end between the hospital facility and the insurance and the anesthesiologist and all of the other things they have so many moving parts that they can't get back to you yet but you need to get this shit started if it's going to happen. Right. And I figured if they weren't getting back either there was something caught up or Mm -hmm. it fell through a crack somewhere and somebody wasn't noticing a problem or, you know, the usual things. So when I called, I pressed the button for the scheduling team and the guy I talked to tried to look at everything and see where it was caught up and thought he had figured it out and said, okay, if you haven't heard from us tomorrow, call us back. I think I've got it resubmitted. It looked like something fell through the cracks here, wherever that was. Yeah. And I've got it resubmitted and it should come through tomorrow, but please check back if you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. So the next day I did that. Yes. And the person I got a hold of went to talk to the person I had talked to the day before. And this is Friday because they mm-hmm. called you on Wednesday. You called back on Thursday. And now it's Friday. Now it's Friday. And you are supposed to have a procedure this coming Wednesday. Yes. And I said, uh, I called back and he was checking and he went to the guy. He said, let me check with the guy you talked to yesterday. And when he came back, he said, well, we're waiting for something from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, but 
I am sure that I need labs or something, and I need to know what I need. Yes. And they said, okay, as soon as we have we, you scheduled, we will know that. And I, th- I kept thinking, no, you're just not the right guy. So I'm going to get off the phone and message the MA that I've talked to before in the mm-hmm. portal, because she's familiar with me. She's been dealing with me messaging her the whole time about exactly these problems that I saw the doctor for. The one that you had sent the pictures of, of the problems that the doctor wants to fix. Yes. Yes. And she is an MA and knows what the doctor wants. Yes. Not a scheduling person. Correct. Who's just trying to manage schedules and doesn't know that this is going to be a problem that they haven't told me. Who so- isn't the scheduling person, I imagine, and I mean, not to deny, you know, you're, you're absolutely correct, but the scheduling person, I'm sure, is used to dealing with people who are really impatient for their surgeries. Mm-hmm. And who will say or do or, you know, express any sort of urgency that they feel will benefit them in getting to their su- surgery sooner. And the scheduling person is used to dealing with these people by saying, yes, we will get to you as soon as we are able. And then just making a note of it. Well, and typically they don't do the other part of telling you what you need. So that's why I went to the MA and I said, hey, I'm told that I might be having surgery on Wednesday. Today's Friday. And don't I need labs? <laughs> and she got back to me right away and said, I am so sorry this has not been communicated to you better. But yes, you need labs, an EKG, and a clearance letter. Mm-hmm. And I hurried up and sent a screenshot of that with a request to my concierge provider. Yes, the APRN friend who is our Jesus friend's daughter and yes, <laughs> runs a concierge a healthcare service, which... Yeah, we live in a small place. So, yes. Um, because she can get to it. Yeah. And I knew that she could. Yes. If I didn't have her, I could have gotten none of my surgery done this year. And I personally, you know, this is one of my issues with Western commercialized healthcare that like concierge care should not be a thing. But it is, and we are grateful for it because it gets us around the fuckiness of... <laughs> Well, not only that, but she's not overpriced like most of them are. She's trying to make medicine accessible. Right. So I quick sent that to her, Uh a screenshot, and said, hey, can we get this EKG managed? I have labs from the endo that I can do, and can you do a letter... How can we, how can we manage this EKG and, and letter right be like minutes before you and I had a Zoom thing? So to go on to. Yes. Yes. We had our couples therapy also on Friday. You had your individual therapy also on Friday. That was my mistake. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I don't think it was. I think it was just there was too much going on and, and it was hard for, it would be hard for anybody to keep track of all of these moving parts. Well, I know part of it is being newly retired and not having to keep track of days the same way Mm -hmm. or not having the markers to help you keep track, Mm -hmm. even though I wasn't working for quite a while. Right. But I had just transferred most things to the Google Calendar that we share, Mm -hmm. but not my individual therapy because I never thought about it because it doesn't really affect your schedule, but it affects us scheduling and uh so anyhow, I quickly sent that to her so we could get to our th- our appointment. Right. And she responded right away and said, oh, yeah, I can have my mobile people come to you on Monday morning. Right. And I can write you the letter. Mm-hmm. And I said, great, let me know when and I will go get the labs Monday as well. Right. And then after our therapy, I sent a message back to the nurse. Yes. And said, okay, I have just scheduled those things for Monday morning. Right. To let them know. Because I'm sure she has some awareness on her end. Mm-hmm. 
uh-oh, crap, we didn't tell you something. And how are you going to schedule an EKG in the next couple Four of days? Four and a half days. On a Friday afternoon. Right. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I really feel appreciative to have the, the ability to get that done on Monday. Yes, we and have hella privilege in that, that My sense. plane ticket is not till Monday night. Yes. You did get a plane ticket to fly out there, which if everything falls through and you don't get to go, like have if, if your surgery is not confirmed on Monday, mm-hmm. then, you know, we do have membership with the airline and we can change the flight, change the ticket, get the points back. Yeah, that's why I did it with, with the points I have been saving by going almost nowhere for a very long time because I couldn't sit. But anyhow, <laughs> um, is it's easy to cancel something purchased with points right on there. So anyhow. Yeah, so maybe I'm having surgery in a couple days. Maybe. Maybe. Let's hope. I do hope. I I feel a little bad because like we had kind of these plans for the next couple weeks. We didn't think that you were going to get in that quickly. Because we were hearing nothing. We were hearing nothing. And so like we have between number one child moving back in with us Mm -hmm. and then rearranging all of the bedrooms in our house to put the office where it used to be number two child's bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the fact that number two child is a stanky, stanky teenage boy. Mm -hmm. And so that whole room needed to be deodorized. The carpet needed to be cleaned. I had to go over it like three times before the water was coming back light tan. Mm Mm-hmm. And like painting and couple date things that we were looking at doing Mm -hmm. and, you know, just all these different opportunities to just be a couple, which is what we try and do in between our own respective other things. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like there's this super urgency to try and get the bedrooms moved. And this afternoon, we're going to go for a short hike with a picnic because it might be our last chance for a date for a couple weeks. Yes, and with my mobility. Yes, yeah. with you actually being able to go on a motherfucking hike. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's where we're at. Yeah. And I'm sure we will have more to say about it after it happens, but for now, is there anything else? No, I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Hey there, handsome. Hi, babe. How are you doing? Okay. Did you have any breakfast yet? No. Okay. Did you? Yes. I sat there eating yogurt while you were sitting with me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Good morning. (laughs) Yeah. Did you get meds with that too? I did. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. And we seem to be picking up okay, so. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. Awesome. I might need a tissue. That's right. We try to keep these things nearby, don't Mm -hmm. we? We do. Yeah, usually I would have been talking on the phone Mm -hmm. and I've warmed up my voice, but we've only talked a little bit. Right. And here we go. Hi, I'm Jess. And I... 
Hey, what happened there? <laughs> Nothing came out. <laughs> you haven't been talking enough this morning. You didn't have your usual morning phone call. Okay, go ahead. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. I'm hoping that part 1B, or maybe it's part 1.1, I don't know. Continue. <laughs> is... <laughs> to the bay. Yes. And... They, they, ha- they did that. Yep. What? I, it sounded like you were making a sentence that stopped in the middle. No. Okay, I'm it sorry. probably didn't need to be there at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. You, you can say that. I did. Yeah, but uh, you might have talked over it at the end. I mean, or I don't know. 